Hello, Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new and kind of special edition of Cubs on Tap. We're doing things a little differently here uh, today on Monday. Uh, we didn't have a show yesterday. Happy Easter to everybody. Uh, a day late. Hopefully you enjoyed the weekend with family, friends, whomever it was that you celebrated with, or just maybe a quiet day at home on the holiday here to kick off April. Um you all probably know I am Ron Luce. I am here solo on this venture. I'm actually recording a little earlier in the day today because the Cubs won two of three over the weekend. You heard from our boys on Friday, uh, Mr. Jake Bujnowski from the Dingers podcast and Mr. Joey Ricotta after Friday's win. Uh, so let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about Saturday's win and then Sunday's loss as a follow-up here for the Cubs. And then what's coming up this week with the Mariners in town Monday through Wednesday before uh, what might be a well-needed off day on Thursday for the Cubbies. So let's dive right into it, everybody. On Saturday, what a win. Uh, I was out of town. I was actually in a, uh, a rival NL Central City over the weekend. I was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I got to check out PNC Park for the first time. Um, beautiful ballpark. Uh, probably my favorite ballpark outside of the city of Chicago. Great place to go see a game. I highly recommend any Cubs fans that haven't made the venture uh, to Pittsburgh when the Cubbies are in town do so. I even might try to do it myself this year. We'll see what happens. But it uh, beautiful, beautiful ballpark. It was a lot of fun celebrating a buddy of mine uh, for his bachelor party. So we got after it. We had a good time. And uh, now we're back in the fold. Now we're here to talk some Cubs baseball. Um, and let, let, let's get into it because after Friday's win that, that Jake and Joey got to discuss and have fun with, the Cubs came back with an offensive outburst on Saturday afternoon, a 10-3 win over the Texas Rangers. And right out the gate, you look at the box score. You've got two hits from Nico Horner, two hits from Dansby Swanson, just the one hit from Ian Happ, but three RBI at the top of the lineup. A three-hit game for Trey Mancini hitting in the four-hole. Patrick Wisdom getting two hits from that five spot. You know, even Jan Gomes contributing on the offensive end. His, his first home run of the season. And then Nicky Madrigal with a two-hit day. He's hovering right around 300 right now with that average as well. That's what you love to see from this offense. They're getting after it. They're getting runs scored. And right now it really does feel like the top of this lineup is you go, we go. You know, it, it's Dexter Fowler on steroids. Because when Nico's hitting, when Dansby's hitting, and ultimately when Ian Happ is hitting, these three are carrying the Cubs lineup, and it seems to almost be infectious, I think, in my personal opinion, for the rest of the lineup, really, if you think about it, because all of a sudden, then you look at the rest of the lineup and how that trickles down, right? Mancini, Wisdom, and Madrigal, all multiple hit games. Madrigal, two runs scored. Wisdom, two runs scored. Swanson and Horner each had two runs scored. So not only are these guys getting on base, they're getting around, they're coming in, they're adding runs to the tally at the end of the day. And you have to love what you're seeing out of that. And then just off the top, let's get right into it here. And then we'll we'll break a little more of this game down. Our boy, friend of the program, Justin Steele, masterful day. Walk number maybe a little bit high. We'll just call a spade a spade here as we do at Cubs on tap. But six innings of work, four hits, just a one earned run for him. Four walks, again, like to see that number come down a little bit. And just three Ks, maybe not um, the Justin Steele we became acquainted to late last season in terms of the K numbers being much higher. But we saw a lot of this Justin Steele early in the season where he went deep into games, maybe didn't K as many people, but still putting up a quality start, still getting outs, and still keeping the Cubs in the game. 
He was followed up by Keegan Thompson, who has a sparkling 169 ERA. That's very nice in case you didn't know. Um, Did give up the one run, two walks for Keegan, which is a little uncharacteristic of him, at least as of late, especially coming out of the bullpen. But ultimately not a bad inning of work. Rucker gave up a garbage time hit in the ninth. Boxberger had a clean eighth inning. So, again, all things you like to see from this Cubs team in a really commanding victory, ultimately, with that 10-3 win. Justin Seals' ERA is a beautiful .75 right now. He is just pitching the lights out for this Cubs team. But let's dive into it further here because you have to love what Dansby's doing, and I think that's where we need to start off this quick conversation because Swanson – as noted, right, the plenty of quotes coming out over the weekend from multiple sources within the Cubs media. He is the heartbeat, the captain, the leader of this team. He is kind of the the new face, really, of the Chicago Cubs is Dansby Swanson. He's getting these guys going. He plays a key position, obviously, at shortstop. And he's hitting in, in what is widely considered in today's baseball, per se, as one of the most important positions in the lineup, and that's that two-hole. We saw a lot of it under Joe Madden with this Cubs team where maybe they weren't you know, hitting guys where you would expect, right? KB was hitting in the two-hole a lot. Rizzo was following him up in the three-hole. That's kind of what they got going on right now with, with Swanson and with Happ in that two and three spots, and then arguably with maybe the best leadoff hitter they've had since Dexter Fowler with Nico Horner in that top spot. But the key is, is you're getting those three guys the most at-bats. They're your most consistent bats right now. They're, they're your hottest bats right now to start the season. And really, they're the three guys in this lineup that can take this team far. If the, if those three are hitting, and especially when it matriculates down the order as it did on Saturday, you're going to get these lopsided wins for the Cubs against a, a decent team. It's not like the Rangers are some slap team that came into Wrigley and got rolled over by the Cubs. They're a good ball club. They have a lot of good talent. You know, their their middle infield is is their heartbeat as well. Marcus Simeon at second base, Corey Seager at shortstop, and they have some good young players coming up as well. Nate Lowe at first base obviously had the breakout year a year ago. Uh, Jonah Heim is drawing a lot of attention, I think, from the baseball world as a catcher nowadays. Still a good ball club. Came in, you got the job done, and you have to like what you're seeing. Dansby Swanson just continuing to hit the ball. Um, Nico Horner hitting the ball really well. Hap hitting the ball really well. And Patrick Wisdom, I think a guy that's been a big surprise. We talked about him, Juice and I, on our last Cubs show prior to Friday's show. Obviously, the rainout kind of screwed our schedule up last week, so we apologize for that. But just how you need guys like Wisdom to kind of come out of the woodwork and be that support help, right? Your your Horners, your Swansons, your Haps, are your that's your lifeblood. That's your heartbeat of this lineup. But you still need guys to be able to come up and contribute and do other things. Mancini has done some of that so far. We're seeing Patrick Wisdom do it. He got rewarded for it, hitting in the five spot in Saturday's win. And even a guy like Nick Madrigal, I know we dog him. You know, maybe his third base play isn't as solid defensively as we might like. And I think a lot of that just right now was out of necessity with Seiya Suzuki still being on the IL, who has come back, had a very strong uh, first game in AAA Iowa. Our friend of the program, Dubs, was actually on scene for that game. Said Seiya worked a lot of, you know, high counts, a lot of full counts, and had a couple of hits as well. Took the ball the other way. Everybody says it. Seiya's ready. And he's going to evolutionize this lineup and and, and we'll maybe that'll be a closing thought with say Suzuki is something to look forward to here in the coming days and uh, hopefully not weeks, but more days. 
but you got to love what the Cubs did. Mancini got the start at first. We said three for five for him. Huge day. Wisdom was out in, in right field. Two for four from him is a solid day as well. Bellinger 0 for four. You know, maybe there is starting to be some concern for Belly of, of what that bat's going to do. And I, I guess when do the when do the birds come, right? When do the, the chirps come from the Cubs faithful for a Christopher Morrell who's absolutely destroying the baseball right now at the AAA level to maybe come up and see every day starts in center field? When does, you know, we're already hearing the Mash Mervis claims uh, with how well he's hitting, even though a guy like Eric Hosmer came up and gave you a two RBI hit off the bench in Saturday's win. Hosmer, I think, exceeding many expectations. And our friend of ours here at, at on Tap Sports Network over the Dingers podcast, Mitch, made a great video the other day, kind of calling for maybe some of the Hosmer hate to end because he has actually hit well. You know, and leaving Saturday's game, he was a 300 hitter so far on the season. Sure, maybe he's not hitting the ball in the air, but in this new look baseball with no shift, or at least a limited shift, I guess you could call it, he's able to be productive for this Cubs team and drive and runs in big moments. And if they can get away with that Mancini and Hosmer platoon and continue to allow Mervis to mash at the AAA level, let him build that confidence. And then if you want to bring him up for the stretch run later in the year and let him get some looks at first and at DH, then so be it. Because this, this Cubs team is going to look vastly different at the end of the season, I think personally, than it does right now at the beginning of the year. But again, beautiful win. You have to love what you saw on Saturday because, um, Sunday wasn't so fun. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. Uh, Sunday ended up being a bit of a rough one. Eight to two loss at the hands of the Rangers. Jamison Tyone made his second start as a Chicago Cub. And it really just didn't look good again. And I don't think it's cause for concern yet. Um, I, I've seen a lot of that chatter around Cubs Twitter as well of, is it time to be concerned? It's two starts. How often have we seen in Cubs history guys struggle in their first two starts? It happens. New contract, new city, new ballpark. Let him get into a rhythm. If we're if we're still seeing Tyon struggle into June and and maybe even starting to sniff the Fourth of July holiday, then I'm going to be concerned. Right now, I'm not worried. Sure, two bad starts. It sucks, but it is what it is. The the Cubs just need to find a way to get by as it stands. John Gray got the win in that Sunday start. Pitched pretty well, all things considered. Really didn't surrender much. Seven hits in totality for the Cubs three of which came from the catching position. Barnhart with two of those torns had one in a pinch hit situation as well. Then later in the game, you know, Madrigal had a hit. Mancini had a hit. Hap had one hit, continuing to keep his average high. Ofer from both Horner and, and Swanson. Again, going back to my earlier point that really this top of the lineup is kind of the, the you-go-we-go right now of this offense. Um, but Edwin Rios. Getting, getting some look here. You haven't seen much of him, only hitting a buck 25 right now, but he hits a big two-run bomb. Um, at the time, gave the Cubs some life. At that time, it was just a 4-2 game until the Rangers piled on later in the contest. <clears throat> Jameson Tyler, let's let, let's get to him real quick. We'll, we'll talk some stat lines here as well. Five innings, six hits, five runs, only four of which were earned. Uh, just the one walk and seven Ks. I think that's where the less concern is, right? If he's getting hit, maybe there, there, there's probably just small adjustments he can make on certain pitches. Maybe he's not getting the run or break on, you know, his cutter or something like that, that he would typically want in certain situations. He's still king seven guys in five innings and only walking one. I don't think it's a command issue. I think it's a break issue and maybe location issue right now. 
And if that's the case, that's something you can work on throughout the course of the season and improve on. And I think that's another reason why we shouldn't sit here and be worried about Jamison Tyon. Javier Assad, though, comes in three innings of work, gives up three earned runs. Just again, just the one walk, three Ks for him as well. So this Cubs team not allowing a lot of free passes. Just if guys are getting hit, guys are getting hit. And that was the case on Sunday. Makes you almost wonder maybe if Javier Assad gets a look, especially as guys get healthy, uh, i.e. the Brandon Hughes of the world who also pitched in that AAA game um, that we saw Seiya Suzuki appear in. You know, when these guys start to get healthy, maybe you see a Javier Assad go back down to AAA and start getting starts and working more, you know, than just that multiple inning bullpen guy. This is two appearances now where he hasn't looked the greatest. And it's not a shot at Assad. It might just be, you know, some some change and getting used to it. I think people will cite his World Baseball Classic work, I guess body of work, for lack of a better term, and say, why isn't he replicating that? He came out of the bullpen in those games. The amount of energy that was in those games, though, it's really easy to feed off of and the, the adrenaline to be high. In the course of a 162-game marathon that is the MLB season, you have to find that in other ways. And I think maybe Assad is, is having some trouble adjusting to that. It's obviously colder than it was in the World Baseball Classic because of those games being played in places like Miami. I wouldn't be long-term concerned about a guy like Javier Assad. But Sunday's outing, certainly not a great one. You have two pitchers go eight innings and collectively give up eight runs uh, in the loss. Merriweather had a clean inning at the end of the game in the ninth. Ultimately, didn't matter uh, as the Cubs fell. But again, this pitching staff still struck out 10 Rangers. I mean, they're still getting the work done. I wouldn't be concerned about Tyone, even though he drops to 0-2 on the year thus far. But we, we we mentioned a little bit there, right, about Madrigal playing defense early in the game. Had a rough throw in this game. A nice sellout play, tried to get the runner. It was a screecher to third, gloved it, tried to make a diving tag on the runner, couldn't get him, came up firing and just skied it over the head of Eric Hosmer. It was what it was. Obviously, in the course of this game, you could make the argument that really didn't affect the direct outcome. But again, just kind of those little plays on Sunday's game that really gave this feel. They're just like, ah, all right, it's the getaway day. You know, the Rangers came to play. The Cubs didn't. They had the series win in the bag already. And maybe that's something that this young team that's still figuring out how to win together has to figure out. You know, it's great to get two of three. You got to put the nail in the coffin sometimes and get that sweep when you can because this NL Central is going to be a tight race. Pittsburgh is having a really strong start to the year so far, as are the Brewers. And you know the Cardinals are going to turn it around most likely. They're a little banged up right now. A guy like Lars Newbar is on the I.L., Maybe they find a way to turn it around too. And also, maybe it's a four team race this year. I know a lot of people discredited the Pirates coming into the year, but as a guy who got to see them live and in action over the weekend, they're a sneaky little team. They've got some talent there. They've got a pretty balanced lineup. They've got guys that can hit for both power and contact. Their biggest key is going to be pitching. If they can pitch, they very easily could be in this division race come the end of the year. It's a big if because you're trotting out 45 year old Rich Hill every other fifth day. But still something I think the Cubs need to keep in mind is this might not be a three-team race like we all thought it would be coming into the year, or even a two-team race. I think a lot of people thought the Brewers wouldn't be as good. Brewers are one of the best teams in baseball right now, start the season. It's early, sure. But, you know, having a good start to the year certainly is something every team wants, and the Brewers are doing it. So crappy loss on Sunday. Unfortunately, not a lot to un unpack from it. I mean, I think the, the Tyone and, and Assad storylines are probably the biggest ones. 
the offense just didn't show up to play. Barnhart, the only player with more than a single hit. You take the loss, you move on. At least they don't have to travel. They don't have to move cities. They stay here in Chicago, wait for the Seattle Mariners to come to play. Uh, and they probably catch these Mariners at a good time. Four and six coming into to this one. They're, they're not super hot to start the year, and that's okay. This is the time I think you want to catch a team like the Mariners, who were a playoff team a season ago, who have a, a young budding superstar in this league like Julio Rodriguez. Get them now. Get them while you can kind of maybe beat up on them. You do have Luis Castillo, who some of these Cubs are familiar with, guys like Ian Happ, guys like Nico Horner, who have been around here for a little while. They have seen him plenty because of his time with the Reds. The rest of the lineup, probably not the same amount. So it'll be interesting to see what happens coming into that one. And uh, we're, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun with it. Our goal, our hope. It's still being in process as of the time of this recording. So when you're watching this pre the game today, um, just keep your eyes peeled on Twitter for what kind of cross content we might have. But we're open to do a little bit of a maybe a dingers Cubs on tap crossover of a Twitter space. We hope you'll join in and listen to that. Uh, it'll probably be during this evening's game, this first game against the Seattle Mariners here on Monday, April 10th. Um you know, and then we're 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 going to return to our normally scheduled programming Tuesday and Wednesday. Dingers guys will run Monday night at eight o'clock or eight. I believe it's eight thirty actually. Um, so be sure to be checking them out as well over on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. Um, if you want to join the conversation though, you got to go check them out over at YouTube or Facebook. Be sure to subscribe and remember hit the little dingy ding ding bell uh, so that way you know anytime an OnTap Sportsnet show goes live. So let's talk about Monday's game. Let's get this preview out of the way here uh, and get you guys primed up for this Monday night matchup as we mentioned the Mariners are in town for a three-game set um the new schedule allows some of these AL teams that the Cubs don't see as often uh to be on the schedule now this year the four and six Mariners visit the four and four Cubs would have loved that to be the five and three Cubs but it is what it is to 640 start again get used to it you'll have those at least until Memorial Day at beautiful Wrigley Field on Monday night it's, it's a pretty beautiful day in the Chicagoland area as of this recording as well um, so, you know, I don't know if the wind's going to be blowing directly out, but maybe there's a little bit of a gust taking the ball out of the yard. Maybe there is some chance for some balls up in the air to leave the yard in this game this evening. Usual places where you can watch and listen in the respective markets. No international or pardon me, national broadcasts uh, affiliated with this game whatsoever. As we mentioned, Luis Castillo is the pitcher for the Mariners coming into this one. The right hander, 1 0 on the season, has yet to allow an earned run and has 12 Ks to his name. Again, probably the ace of this Seattle staff, even though guys like Robbie Ray and Logan Gilbert are there as well. And then it's Drew Smiley looking to rebound after a really rough start against the Reds. A week ago, the left-hander 0-1 with that 11.57 ERA and just three Ks in that rough outing where he was chased early against the Reds. You would love to see him rebound. Uh, I think Drew Smiley kind of is a wild card of this rotation right now. And the reason I say that, you're not bumping Tyone when Kyle Hendricks is healthy. Steele and Stroman are pitching lights out right now. You're bona fide 1-2 or 1-1A even, arguably, in that rotation. And Wesneski might, yeah, he struggled a tad against the Reds, but only gave up a couple of runs. You know what I mean? I mean, he, he only gave up two hard-hit balls that resulted in solo home runs and just one other hit that resulted in runs. Overall, pitched pretty okay 
in Cincinnati for his first start of the year. I would expect him to rebound um, as we should see him Tuesday night against the Mariners. If he comes back and pitches well, you clearly start to think Drew Smiley kind of is the odd man out. So he needs a good start, really, I think, just to keep himself in the rotation because I think Kyle Hendricks gets every opportunity once he's healthy to earn a rotation spot back and somebody's going to get bumped. And right now, you, you might think that could be Smiley, especially given how he's pitched. I'm intrigued to see what happens again. I think a lot of it's going to determine uh, weather conditions with Castillo, run up his pitch count, try to get him out of the game early. He's a good pitcher. If you can get to him, great. But those guys, we saw him with the Reds a lot. He was always a tough battle for the Cubs over the last handful of seasons. Ian Happ, pretty strong against him as well. Horner, a 667 average, but only in six at-bats. Hosmer in 16 ABs against Castillo has pretty decent numbers with a 625 average. Um, but Ian Happ, by far and beyond, has seen him the most. 25 total at-bats, one home run, five ribbies, a 320 average. So I, I think with that in mind, Ian Happ is going to be my fly of the W player. I think for the series, I think he's going to continue putting together this quiet, nice season that he's had so far, um, and we're going to get a lot out of him. Be sure to check the Cubs on Tap Twitter today as we'll get some of those Fly the W picks published for you as well, just so you know who we're riding with and who we're expecting to have a good three-game set here for the Cubs. As we mentioned, we will be back here at Cubs on Tap with an official show on Tuesday night and then on Wednesday probably in the dinner time hour or commute time hour with that, I believe, being a 120 game on getaway day for the Mariners. And then we're off on Thursday, hopefully returning with you uh, for a late night show on Friday, maybe a little Cubs on tap after dark Friday night uh, when the Cubs do venture out west to go play the Dodgers and then the A's for that six game set on the West Coast. It's always a fun one, ladies and gentlemen. I'm glad you joined. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, maybe we'll do some more of these, especially on days where we can't record shows. You get a little pre-recorded prompt. Not as long of a show either. It's an easy listen ahead of any Cubs action coming up this season. As always, Cubs on Tap is one of two official Cubs podcasts of the ONTAP Sports Network. Check out our friends over at Dingers, at Dinger Cubs on Twitter and Instagram. They are running on Monday Night Live at 8.30 Central Daylight Time, so be sure to check them out. Jump in the comments, join their conversation as well. Mitch, Jake, and all the boys always are a blast to listen to on the microphone. Be on the lookout as well for some Dingers Cubs on Tap crossover stuff on Twitter this evening during the Monday night Seattle game. Hoping again to do a Twitter spaces, assuming logistics can work. Um, so be on the lookout for some of those announcements and join in on the, on the listening and, and hopefully maybe even on the conversation of what's being discussed at hand as the Mariners come to town. As I noted, we are Cubs on Tap back Tuesday and Wednesday with our normal shows. Follow us as well at Cubbies on Tap on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Loose on Tap on the Bluebird app and follow all of my other great co-hosts at Nick underscore on tap at Juice on tap at Joey knows nothing at Teddy Freddy 270. If you haven't seen Scoop the Poop yet with Tyler, be sure to check that out. That's a fun little series where he rants about the Cubs as he just innocently cleans up his dog's poop. But it's funny. It's comedic. And it's Tyler. And if anybody is a loyal listener, you know, it's always a good time listening to Mr. Edmonds on a microphone or really on any platform talking Cubs baseball. Follow along with all of our other great content here at ONTAP Sportsnet as well. Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks. Bulls will be in the play-in. Blackhawks sniffing that first overall pick. And the Bears, you have the NFL draft coming up. It's going to be a big one. Check out Bears on Tap as well as the Bears Nation pod as they've joined the network as well. 
and always Cubs fans. We have friends that like the Southsiders. They're down bad right now after losing two of three to the Pirates. Send your friends to our friends over at Socks on Tap as they do a great job covering the boys that play at 35th and Shields. The ONTAP Sports Network at ONTAPSportsNet.com and at ONTAP Sportsnet on social media. The ONTAP Sports Network, go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Thank you for joining this pre-recorded, but a uh, little bit of a preview <clears throat> looking ahead here on Monday to this Mariner series. Again, we will be back with you this week. Um, and always, ladies and gentlemen, I'll get out of here the only way we know how to at Cubs on tap, a classic FTC, and let's go Cubbies. <laughs>